0: Sarcastic, witty, and not afraid to mix it up. Pop open a cold one and welcome to 3 Dad Bods.
1: Welcome everybody to another edition of 3 Dad Bods with Brent, Carl, and Sean. We've got Sean on the mighty trip out to Hawaii. Hopefully he's getting laid. (laughs) Flowers. (laughs) Enjoying his time scuba diving out there. I know Sean's probably... Somewhere down underneath, the well, I don't know, in Hawaii now, it's like 3 a.m. there, so maybe not just yet, but I'm sure in a few hours, him and his family will be hitting that water and doing some scuba diving out there, so we wish him a safe and fun trip out there. How you doing, man?
0: Oh, not too bad. It's been a, well, it's been kind of a meh week, you know, but, you know. um, How's the job search? Yeah, that's what I was referring to. I guess a lot of people are unemployed right now, so it's a lot of competition, I think. I had about three or four interviews, so those went all went okay, but two of them, I already been notified that they've gone to someone else, so it's kind of discouraging, but you also realize that this is a little different situation than normal, so just, you know, I've got a lot planned for next week, so I'm not too concerned yet, but yeah, it does It was a lot easier 10 years ago, I'll say that, getting a (laughs) job. I mean, you just walk in and read the mirror and they hire you. So now
1: it's... Any (laughs) of my listeners out there, I'm dead serious when I say this. If you guys are looking for a good guy to run your sales, Carl's the guy for you. I will give him a shameless plug. I know I'll give him a lot of shit and stuff like that. But I'm going to tell you, if you need a guy to boost up the sales in your company who brings a ton of experience who brings a lot of leadership ability and will change and bring in more sales into your company. I'm telling you right now, you're making a big mistake. If you don't reach out to my buddy, Carl, I I will guarantee him to my grave that he will change the face of your company for the better.
0: Hey, thanks man. Appreciate that plug. I think things have changed though, because of the, uh, the, these equations or, Logarithms they use now. I mean, you don't even get to talk to anybody most of the time, I've noticed. I mean, they just go straight to. So, if there's anything that they don't like about your particular resume, I mean, the system's going to kick it out. And then I came across an article, and we, we can talk about this in a little more depth maybe down the road, but Best Buy, I don't know if you saw this, that they're, they will not hire any white male managers period yeah it's a new in their age.
1: discrimination
0: oh absolutely they don't care i mean until they get sued taken to court Uh, it's just getting to the point that if you're a certain color and you're a certain sex so i guess you know people and i mean minorities might laugh and say well now you see what it's like and i'm like yeah but one wrong, one wrong doesn't make the past right either. So why don't we just make it an equal playing field for everybody? And I'm,
1: I'll be honest with you because yeah. I've interviewed hundreds of people. Yeah. Hired many people. The resume I will be flat out honest with you. I never ever look at a college education. I really don't care about that. And maybe that's because I don't have a full college education, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I glance over what an applicant did as far as a job. What I look at most of all is how many jobs has this person had in the last five years?
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: How many jobs has this person had in the last 10 years? I look somewhat at what they did as far as like what their jobs were. However, the questions that I ask, and I have a list of about 10 questions. Not one question is related to the industry that I'm in. All the questions are related to behavior. All the questions are related to how do you act in certain situations. All the questions relate to experiences that you've had. For example, what is a time that you had a a very bad experience at work? What happened? And what did you do to rectify it? Because I can teach freight. That's not a big thing. I can't teach attitude and I can't teach the ability to get along with other people. And so somebody that I wanted to bring into my organization, I want them to gel with the team that I work with. Because I'll say this publicly, I have no issues. I have the very best employees. I really do. We don't always get along. We get into it at times. But in the thick of the battle, when things get rough, when things get heated, when things get time sensitive, there's no other group of people that I want than the people that are with me. And so when I bring somebody new into that fold, I got to make sure that they're going to click with the rest of us. The industry stuff, I can teach that because I have to teach them a whole new thing of software. So maybe if you're out there, you know, applying or, you know, got your applications out there, Yes, there are some companies that they're just going to look at college education and they're going to look at your industry background. I personally would not want to work for one of those companies. I want to work for a company that uses my personality as my strengths.
0: Actually, you're using a technique that is being taught by a lot of HR training companies. However, I've noticed that I don't know if it's because there's so many people looking right now, that these HR managers are being overwhelmed a little bit by the number of applications that are coming in. And you got to really stand out, I guess. And it's, I think, too, it's first come, whoever's got into good enough qualifications to get their first wins. So it's, yeah. anyway, thanks for it's the plug. For sure. Yeah, it's no a little problem, harder man. than the past, man. Be aware, <laughs> of guys, that it might take a won't take a week or two. It's going to take a month or two to get a new spot. So luckily I'm prepared for that, but it's, yeah, it's a little kind of ego settling when you get the, oh, we're sorry. We moved on to another candidate. It's like, I didn't even get a chance to talk to you. I it's mean, hard. It's difficult. Okay. Yeah.
1: And, and I hate giving those phone calls of, hey, we filled the position. And, and I do that. I call applicants that I have personally interviewed and I, oh, and wow. I talk to them. Yeah, I do, yeah. because I I think that's the respect that they get that if they've made it as far as, as to interview with me and all of my interviews, I probably maybe done three personal interviews in the last 10 or video interviews in the last 10 years. All of mine are face to face because I sense body action. I want to be in the room with an applicant. I don't want to be like we are, you know, you and I right now, because I mean, I know you, but huh. if I didn't know you. Oh,
0: they're totally going you know away I mean? from that. Yeah, there's this it's, one it's called uh, HR Bamboo. Uh, they had a sales position they were offering. They literally sent me a video link and I had to sit there and answer five of these questions that I would just sit there on video and answer without any feedback or contact from the interviewee. All she did is had five pre-prepared 15-second questions that she asked me. And then they sit back and watch that, whoever reviews these applications. And then they make that decision to have you in for a second interview based on that. It's like, are you kidding me? What's okay? We're losing all sense of, you know, like the interview I had yesterday was pretty good. Pretty cool. It was a smaller company car dealership. They had me upstairs. It was the first interview. I think it went really well. But, you know, I realized, too, I mean, he was honest with me. He's like, hey, we're interviewing, you know, five or six other guys between now and next week. And, you know, right. so far, we don't want someone that has car experience already. We want someone outside this industry. And a lot of the questions you asked, they asked me, which I think I did pretty well. So but, I don't know. I mean, there might be someone that just answers the questions better than they like better. And there's a better fit for them. I think you just can't take it personally when you're job hunting and get discouraged. You just got to look at it as, you know, it's a process of elimination. And one of these times you're going to get lucky and it's going to hit and, you know, you got yourself work again. So, like I said, I'm not too worried about it yet, but, you know, it's just, you know, the ego hits that you take. It's like, it uh, does. It does. Yeah. But,
1: you know, with that said, and, you know, I've beat this in your head a hundred times, so you've heard it
0: a yeah, hundred times you're going you're to hear it.
1: exactly and i say that to our listeners too and it, it's easy for me to say because i have a job right now right. you know it, it's a different situation if you've been laid off and if you have believe me my thoughts and prayers are with you and your family it's an extremely scary mm-hmm. and difficult time when you're figuring out what to do next but if i could reiterate what i've told you carl and, and you prepared yourself you know for for this you you made that decision yourself But don't settle. Don't just take a job just to take a job because two, three months from now, you're going to be extremely unhappy. You're going to be Mm -hmm. looking again for another job that you could have already gotten in the first place and probably find yourself in a worse position than where you were being laid off. And I understand money and, and everything that has to come in and support and everything, but don't panic. Try not to panic and don't settle. Find a job that is a good fit for you. One that you want to be in, you know, until you you know, retire, you know, whatever age yeah. you're at for the next 20, 30 years.
0: Brent's next career is going to be recruiting as an <laughs> HR specialist. There you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so anything exciting happen in your life this week, Brent?
1: No, you know, this is the time now where the Little League World Series goes on. I, I love watching that. I really do. I don't know if you saw a highlight. There's a team from Utah. It was a highlight that made ESPN and, and made a little no. step on social media. Where second baseman for this team from Utah, who's in the the regionals, like literally laid straight out a beautiful catch. Body completely parallel in the air, caught it at the end of his glove. Mm. Got it like I, I love youth sports. I really do, and I love watching the Little League World Series teams here in Nashville have always done in the last 10 years extremely well. We've had three teams in the finals in the last 10 years. So we have kind of an invested interest locally, but I just, I love watching these kids play, man. It's so much fun.
0: That's awesome. And then football's coming soon, so. Very um, soon, man. Well, today (laughs) we're going to talk a little bit about something that happened down here in Utah, actually, for a change, you know. The other morning, I got up and noticed the news. It was on KSL and uh, Fox 13, which are the main TV stations down here when you get news. And, you know, the first thing was man killed or shot in Provo by FBI. I was like, FBI? What the hell is the FBI doing down in Provo? And... Uh, you know, as the details came out, it turns out this guy is an older guy who's in his 70s, about 75, so he's about my dad's age. sounded like he was a Trump supporter. I mean, they made very clear that he was conservative. He was a gun owner, and he also was, he's also taking care of his son, who has some mental challenges. And sounds like that he was caring for his son. And then that was pretty much it. The, the news report in the beginning, they didn't have a lot of information, but you know, during the, as the day progressed, more information came out. Sounded like this guy was an extreme right-wing crazy. You know, they had pictures of his Facebook posts, just most recent posts that showed him with a gun and one of those ghillie nets that, snipers use the pictures made him look like he was physically more capable of doing some things that you know someone who has some military background would be able to do reality he's a 300 pound five foot five guy and walks with a cane and then as the days progressed i was uh, yesterday i was listening to the glenn beck show and they were interviewing this guy who's a professor of art at the Utah Valley University, who happens to be in the same neighborhood with this guy and goes to the same church, which is the LDS Church, more than likely. And basically, from what it sounds like, and I know the family's starting to speak out too now, this guy's the nicest old man that you'd ever meet. He is a ward clerk, which kind of is a... In most LDS wards, I mean, you're just taking the role and, you know, you attend the bishop meeting that they have, a planning meeting each week. But well, he's an active-, um, active church member. Yeah, I mean, the FBI could have intercepted him from coming home from the church to his home anytime out in the open. So from what I understand, and maybe you've read some stuff into this too, and we can talk about that. From what I understand, when this all went down, First of all, the threats were against President Biden. He was he's coming out to visit Utah, or he just did. And you know how the Secret Service is usually tasked to protect him and check all credible. Everybody's watched the movies with Clint Eastwood. Everybody understands how that works. But here the the story is, this guy had made some threats on his Facebook page and so someone actually came out and met him at his home the day before, from what I understand. He was out? an FBI agent, though, okay. right. And they met him, and they met him out in his driveway. And, I mean, yeah. And so, I guess they told him they wanted to search his home right at that moment. And he said, no, not without a warrant or something to that effect. Which he has the right. Absolutely. And then they claim that he made some statements that were threatening, that if they tried to break in, that he would shoot someone and, you know, but they needed a warrant. But then I guess the next morning, this is what the news said, any eyewitnesses, I'm not sure of yet, but news is starting to filter in. They've been keeping tight control of this story. But from six, six o'clock in the morning, he gets a knock on. Well, they come to his door and it's a SWAT team, basically FBI SWAT team. And they use one of those doors, you know, those door smashers or battering ram. Yeah. The handheld one. And they start banging on his door. Well, I mean, put yourself in that situation. What would you think?
1: Former Marine Uh, too, right?
0: Right. Former Marine. Yeah, he is former Marine. Yeah. So, anyway, that didn't work. He didn't open his door, obviously. So then they take one of their RVs or armor personnel deals and smash into the house. At that point, the FBI SWAT team comes out, goes into the home, dispatches Mr. Robertson. No details if Mr. Robertson had a, a weapon on him at that point or not. Or used the weapon. They said he he was armed. But they didn't say if he actually shot at the FBI or not. He was so, shot 36 times. Yeah, exactly. And they said one agent was the one that took him down. But I'm thinking shoot 36 times. Yeah, as these details come out, right. They dragged his 75-year-old man. Yeah, and that's exactly. And the thing that, anyway, from what I understand, according to this guy that was interviewed by Beck, They drag his body from the crime scene out onto the driveway and they leave him sitting there for hours.
1: Oh my God. Right in front of the.
0: Okay, so with all that in in place, where's the. I, I, you know, the Reynolds tinfoil hat? You don't need it today, Brent. This is strange.
1: Couple things.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. First of all, I think I can speak for you in saying that I don't think we ever wish the death on anybody, especially an elected official in our country. Do we want a president removed? I think we could both agree on that.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> but I, I don't think we, we wished death on somebody. And we I remember growing up, and I'm sure you remember the same, that you just did not talk about stuff like that. You just never spoke about Killing or assassinating a president.
0: Oh, yeah. With that said, and
1: I'm not, you know, condoning what he did because as a Marine, he should know better too, not to make comments like that. But with that said, I think the questions that we begin to ask is why is the FBI coming after a 75 year old man who's 300 pounds caring for his son when? During another president's presidency, there were several media threats um, related to "we should kill a president." Kathy Griffin, a comedian, uh-huh. held up a head of Trump's bloody head, you know, suggesting that he should be decapitated. Senior Madonna made a comment in public. Saying that she wishes she could go blow up the White House.
0: Yeah. Where was why, the... Where was the FBI raids at, at exactly. Kathy's house and Madonna's house?
1: I I think that we, as as the public, are not upset with, you know, what had happened. We're, we're more upset with why this person and not public officials, the TV show The View, is an appalling... Oh. Place, terrible, terrible. With comments, but not one FBI raid to any of those people at all.
0: Well, and you heard, you heard during the election, during you know, the last 2020 election period, there were multiple threats from people who aren't in the media, from people in the media, like you were suggesting. No one batted an eye because it was Donald Trump. Right. But Joe Biden, now, so my opinion is this was a loud message sent by the White House to anybody on the right, basically kill a
1: 75 year old man.
0: Yeah. Just basically watch what you say. Not a criminal,
1: not somebody who had been high on drugs and then was pulled over and was fighting to resist arrest. Not somebody who had previously robbed three other people in a store and then was brought out and was arrested and died from police officers. This was a man who, and, and, During that interview the first day, or the day before, when he's on his driveway, why didn't they just arrest him right there? Right, right. You could contain him right there, take him down, question him, because that is due process. They have the right to do that under reasonable suspicion based off of his post. Yeah. And during that time while you're interviewing him, you can get your search warrant.
0: Yeah, that way you control the scene. You have someone go, I mean, because what if the 36 shots, what if one of those shots had gone through his home into the backyard and killed a kid that was playing outside? Or his or, own or,
1: disability. Doesn't he have a child yeah, with disabilities yeah, that he's raising?
0: Child, or not, uh, no, not a
1: child, you know, but a but, son. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. What if he would have taken a bullet because these FBI agents were irresponsible and started spraying the room because this, I mean, not the most FBI agents Or these guys are trained a little better than that. But the point is, you needed thirty-six bullets to take this guy down. I mean, not to mention the other question: firing in self-defense and shot someone. It's it's a horrible risk to take to just, like you said, cast the guy outside. I mean, you know, he has a church calling more than likely. These guys are all FBI. They know his background. They know the background. They, they could and, have talked to neighbors. They could have found out what this guy's habits are. They could have put surveillance on the guy. And as soon as the guy had left his house by himself, they could have approached him and said, hey, we're detaining you. We're putting you right. under arrest for now. There's no charges right. at this point. Uh, we have a warrant to search your home. It's already approved. We're going to go ahead and search your house. And that's oh. all they needed to do.
1: Or go in at 11 a.m. But Why are you doing this at 6.15 in the morning? What's oh, a seventy-five-year-old man who has a cane going to escape to at six fifteen in the morning? I mean,
0: <laughs> I mean, these are better tactics than they use against the Taliban in Afghanistan. I mean, these guys are our our police force against Americans now is militarized, and I'm not just talking on the federal side. I mean, we've got Ruby Ridge, we've got Waco as great examples of the FBI overusing force to arrest americans but now you know we've got this guy this is the worst one i think i mean this is appalling what it's right up there with waco
1: it's right up there with waco and and i remember when waco first you know happened and stuff and the news was like oh well you know people were crazy but as you dig deep and into what was going on inside of waco then the questions are like why do we even care i mean they're not doing anything to hurt anybody They, this could have definitely been handled in a different way than burning down a whole compound and killing hundreds of kids and adults. Mm -hmm. And I I just, I I think you're right where, you know, a a land that is supposed to be free, there is times when we almost have like a Gestapo of people who, if, if you don't agree with what the president is saying or whatnot, they can come after you and, you know ways that never would have been done in the past
0: well yeah that's the kind of the feeling i think and th- this is the problem and i i'm kind of more of a middle ground guy myself i mean i lean right i'll be honest but, I but you should to- never make
1: a threat to kill a president no, <laughs> let's just not. be let's i mean again be clear about that you know
0: i mean it was his wisdom used i mean i know that generation my dad's one of them. They're appalled and upset yeah, about what they see happening. I mean, you've got... Absolutely. You, know, you just had in the news what's going on in Oregon. The guy that was reporting the Antifa attacks, his lawsuit was turned over by a Antifa judge who admitted basically that she supported Antifa. So you've got a city... Our our previous president being are being... Tagged with how many different now lawsuits and 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 criminal suits uh, that may or may not be justified. I mean, I I, I do want to make sure that you know if he did commit a a felony. You know what I laughed at? Yeah, I,
1: I I laughed at a comment that somebody said that Trump has made more comments to insinuate riots than any other president. And I'm sitting oh, here geez. thinking about the BLM riots that caused billions.
0: Oh, of yeah. dollars,
1: billions of dollars, and nothing was done, and nothing could be said about that. And I, I think you're a hundred percent right. Where people are very upset, and I blame the media one hundred percent.
0: Oh yeah, for they give the side, nature they of go the completely way people feel. crazy on one side, and then, and then like with Biden's son right now getting off pretty much scot free with some of the stuff he's done and not to mention what president Biden did when he was vice president or bef- between vice president and uh, president. I mean, this stuff is like worse than president Nixon stuff. I mean, this is yeah. this is like, and nothing is being done with the media. And so you've got people like my dad's age who went through the whole Nixon time period and they're sitting there listening to all this. and. They're appalled and they're scared and they're thinking, Hey, this world is crumbling right before our eyes. Our grandkids, our children are going to be affected by this and they're getting angry. And some of these old codgers, like this 75 year old guy, I mean, he's got old, he's a retired military guy and they look at patriotism and they look at love of country on a whole level that most of us don't understand that, that are younger. And, I mean, he's to the point where he was kind of, he's been pushed over the edge, it looks like, and based on some of the posts he made. But here's a question, Brent. We went over this before. How easy it is to doctor a Facebook post. Very true. I that, mean, yeah. is this accurate? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I have, they have not given out any information, the FBI, on this case. None. Well... It-
1: and I'm going to back up even further to the beginning of this. Well, the end of last school year with the shooting that was here in Nashville. They still have not released this person's oh, manifest.
0: Where why? the ones
1: in Texas, they released immediately. You know, every other thing they released immediately. But yeah, and that's if, a lot if, of questions that people are asking. Why are you not releasing? If it's
0: a they're going to release the information. Absolutely. And they're going to say white Absolutely. loner, has issues, had access to guns, shouldn't have had access to those guns had mental issues, wiped out a bunch of people. But this person, because they had an issue with their sexual identity, they're not giving us any information. Right. None.
1: And something that you just touched on just a few minutes ago, this judge in Oregon. This is a scary thing when our judges are ruling based off of their own opinions and the way that they lean. A judge should listen to both sides and understand the validity of the law and judge based off the validity of the law.
0: Well, Um, you you had a case in open court there, and this is an interesting case of the Andy Ngo trial there, where the defense attorney for these, for basically threatened the jury that. We know all, We know where you live. We have your address. I mean, basically, inti- biggest case, public case of uh, jury intimidation. I mean, this is the kind of crap that happened back in the 60s against black litigants uh, in the South when you had blatant racism to the yes. point where they would yeah. intimidate the juries. Same thing is going on now. And the left is doing this, which is what's really crazy, is the left is turning into what they claim they hate the most. They claim they hate Nazis. Well, Nazis, in the Nazi regime, that's what they did in court to get what they wanted. Exactly what you're doing right now in court to go after conservatives. It's So exactly- when I hear that,
1: I'm thinking because I don't respond well to threats at all. Yeah. And my opinion on something like that is I would probably vote that person guilty, not caring, and I would also mm-hmm. throw a counter suit against that lawyer for threats against myself. Because as a juror, you are voluntarily there. You have been yeah. selected. You are supposed to have an unbiased opinion. And we all know that juries try and stack people based on their ways and blah, blah, blah. And sure. Stuff. Which, by the way, I'm 52 years old. I've never once been selected for jury duty. Maybe I either. feel kind I'm of 50-3. bad about that. Terrible yeah. about that. I, I feel horrible about that. So uh, they must read my Facebook posts. <laughs> so, you know, but to threaten a jury, I don't know how that is not some type of a federal crime, which would create that lawyer to be disbarred from.
0: Well, yeah, well I, I you're, just. You're talking. You, you can't important. have
1: a fair and trial, you know?
0: Well, I, I, it's almost like certain parts of this country now, you almost can literally. You, you, you remember the old movies, uh, Escape to New York and. Uh escape from LA. I mean literally yeah. that's happening before our eyes. There are certain parts of this country that you I mean I don't care what kind of environment, what the weather's Chicago. like. I'm not Chicago. Familiar.
1: Yeah. I mean it's people talk about gun violence and and mass shootings. There's a mass shooting every weekend in Chicago. Yeah, well and, and nothing is being done about it because they can't. Because you know what? Chicago's a gun-free zone.
0: Well, that can't have a
1: gun in the city of Chicago.
0: Then, then oh, you not be talk killing to, people with guns. You, you can't talk about black-on-black black violence though, either. It, nope. it's just you. Don't, the only ones you can talk about are white-on-black police on. Carl, <laughs> exactly. Carl. Yeah, Carl you're gonna
1: get us. You're gonna get us <laughs> off of Spotify talking like that.
0: <laughs> That's okay. Spotify will be okay, but. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I think all that you and I are just asking for is kind of a, a middle ground. I mean, Inquality. I, I don't, Yeah. I mean, if this guy it, it broke some laws, which he may have, had, he needs to uh, incarcerate or arrest the guy. And then there's a wrong way to do it. And I think the FBI demonstrated a totalitarian way of doing it, which should scare most of us. Right. Um, I mean, cause I mean, I could have someone knocking on my door at 6am and saying, we know you said this or this on your podcast and we are here to check out your home. Cause we heard you had a lot of uh, guns. Okay. I'd be like, okay. Normally if I didn't feel like they would try to plant something or try to incriminate me, I'd be like, yeah, fine. But now I'm to the point where I'm almost as paranoid as some of these other people. And I'm like, do I have a, a lawyer on speed dial that I can have come out and walk with the FBI through my house to make sure they don't plan anything. Cause that's how much trust I have about our institutions of law, uh, law enforcement right now.
1: And an early morning search.
0: Oh yeah. It seems like focused. it should never
1: happen. Why, why can't you not do that same search at 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning? Because I'm telling you, I have a gun in my house and it's four The fear of somebody breaking into my house. And if somebody busts open a door at 6 a.m., that is breaking into my house. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: And now if somebody's knocking at the door at 10 a.m. and I can see a bunch of officers outside, I'm handling the situation a whole lot differently.
0: Well, I mean… Here's my question. Did they knock on the door? These are not answered yet, so we don't know. Did they knock on there the door There was a video first? across
1: the street. Have you seen that video across the street? No. So the video from across the street, you do not hear any knocking going on. You don't hear any knocking going on whatsoever. You hear some voices. You hear some stuff like that. And then you hear like what is a large boom, which I'm presuming is probably the large battering ram. Or I don't know if they use like an explosive device to blow the lock or something. I, I don't know. But you hear like a boom, and mm-hmm. then that's pretty much it. But there's no, hey FBI, blah blah blah, nothing like that going on. Well, um, it's funny again. It's though, funny. that's one it's... perspective of a video. So there's a whole bunch of you know, they, those FBI agents have body cams. You no, know, when are we well, going to see it... that?
0: Yeah, what's interesting is you you are now starting to get some of the comments from the family, from the local media. But the local media, and I found this in general now, the media, I mean, back in the 70s and 80s, the media would be all over something like this. I mean, they would be pulling it apart, ripping it through the shredder, finding any holes in the FBI or police story and reporting that. Nowadays, it's almost like they it's almost like they take a statement from the FBI and call out the news. And in the first couple of days, they didn't get anything from the family. They didn't try to find anything out from neighbors in the area. I mean, it was just really just a standard check the boxes. Here's, you know, the FBI was justified. Here's the Facebook post. It's all about social media now, too, in the news I've noticed yeah. as well. I mean, someone's Twitter post is more important than what they actually do. I mean, it, it's just like I said something sure. mean on Twitter that that's that's gonna end someone's career now. Yeah. I just or fifteen
1: years ago or twenty years <laughs> ago, you know,
0: I, I, it's insane, man, it's ridiculous. But what actually happened? And that, that's all I want to know. That's why I was at first. I was, well, maybe the guy deserved it. I don't know anything yet. Not, not rush to judgment. And in our world we live in, everybody wants to rush immediately to judgment and. Part of that on the left is a ticket off. Oh, this guy is a Trump supporter, crazy dude, yeah. right wing nut, gun nut that deserves. See, I think it that that'll make it
1: okay. It it, it doesn't it, matter it who doesn't, the person supported.
0: Doesn't matter. Yeah, you're yeah. right.
1: I mean, we we just want right and wrong.
0: I, I I would have loved to see Kathy Griffin like thrown down and, and tied up, hogtied, and taken to jail. But uh,
1: say am raid by the FBI. <laughs>
0: But that's never going to happen with a celebrity. No. It's never it going to happen to someone on the left. And, you know, to be honest, why should it happen? I, I, I don't – they don't deserve to die either. No. I mean, our, our – the FBI and law enforcement are here to protect and serve. And the FBI's job is to protect us from foreign interference in – it's now turned into almost the government's police force. That and the AT- ATF is the other one that drives me crazy. I just saw an article where ATF agents are showing up at random gun owners and gun dealers homes and asking about bump stocks and basically trying to entrap them in the conversations to set them up so that they can come in and raid their home. And some of these guys are a little smarter than people think and are, are, are I think it's gotten to the point Americans don't trust law enforcement and uh, on all sides uh, on the left or the, I I mean, I mean, it's kind of sad because Well,
1: let's look, I see police officers all the time and
0: I have a little more of of a,
1: I (laughs) I have a little more of a sentimental understanding of, of what a police officer goes through. I have a, More lenient attitude towards police officers than I do federal agents, Hmm. which is kind of frightening when you think about it. You know, because you know I'll I'll buy a police officer a cup of coffee. You know, Hmm. now same with look, there's good cops and there's bad cops. There's also good federal agents and there's bad federal agents. Yeah. I hate to categorize them all into one group, but I don't know what to think anymore, and especially with the CIA now, you know?
0: You know the, what I was just thinking, Brent? Is, it's just is, a is, tenseness
1: just, going on.
0: Just, well, ah. well, the Provo police were there with him, with the FBI. Now, I, I am curious, because you, you watch these movies, right? The FBI shows up. We're taking over the scene. All you local right. guys yeah. need to sit down. Is that really... Do they really have that ability to do that? And that's my question. I'd love to talk to a police chief or police officer and ask him, hey, look, I mean, state rights should trump federal in certain circumstances. Now, this is a federal case, I guess, they're investigating as far as threats against President Biden. I I mean – You know, so maybe in this case, the FBI should, you know, have had the right to do what it did. But I just and then the other question I had is I thought the Secret Service's job was to investigate this, not the FBI. So maybe there's now ability for the FBI to do pretty much everything now. I mean, it's just like, you know, I see these complaints that the CIA is the CIA legally is not supposed to operate within the United States, period. And the question I did not know but, that yeah, but then you hear, well, I mean, did you ever watch that? it was kind of a good movie. It was the one where the drug dealers down in Juarez were they sent a sicario, sicario. I love that show now yes, I don't know man, how much man. if it's true or not yes, but, movie. there's a yeah. third
1: one coming out by the way
0: awesome is movie. there yeah, such an that's awesome a great show
1: both of them both of those <laughs> movies. But
0: but part of the interaction between the local police officer in Phoenix and the main FBI guy was, hey, or she didn't know who he was, really, is, if you're CIA, you should not be doing this. And he's like, well, that's why I had you with me as kind of a, you know, excuse. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure these guys are pretty smart, most of them, and all the legal bases are covered so they can get away with this, but only way we stop this kind of thing from continuing is talking about it and getting past the narrative and that's what i do that's what i do like about social media as well as you know resources like youtube and podcasts and what we're doing is that we can have these conversations and it's still not illegal to have these conversations thank god but who knows what's going to happen in the future Uh, it's getting to the point where I, yeah, exactly. I'm kind of looking over my shoulder too. Saturday morning. It's early. Great time to hit Carl. I don't think I would pull a bunch of resistance. I don't have any guns.
1: Interesting that you brought up something Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that actually happened during this last week, back on August 9th of 1973. Hmm. Watergate. And our older listeners are, are familiar with what happened. We were, very young kids when it happened and stuff and as yeah. we've gone through time we've we've gone over stuff but during the election presidential election back in the 70s apparently republican members broke into the Watergate office building and stole papers from a cabinet in the Democratic National Committee's headquarters Boy,
0: that- uh, Not allegedly, Gordon Liddy, who used to have a talk show, he admitted it. They did it.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah, it wasn't allegedly. (laughs) So they broke
1: in. Nixon was elected. This was still overhanging in the media about what happened. mm
0: -hmm. And
1: it just built up and built up and built up until finally, during this week, Nixon resigned as president based off of the Watergate scandal. He always admitted his innocence, but was forced out. Because they said that he had knowledge of it and he stepped down being the only president that has resigned from office.
0: And back now, then too, back then too, Brent, people need to realize Congress wasn't 50-50 back then. It right. was um, there I mean both side. Yeah, it was very Democrat.
1: Would this happen today? If no. the same exact scenario had happened with Joe Biden and he broke into the Republican office or members of his staff broke into it, and it came out. Would this happen today? Oh, if, if Trump not. broke in... I, I mm. would say that the Russian collaboration, that the past Biden, his son, and dealings, and we've got proof of embezzlement going on, but the they still continue on
0: like nothing is going on
1: don't even go go over that
0: bill clinton shattered any ability to go after a sitting president I, i mean okay let's talk joe biden okay before the election there's a story press ignores it hunter biden's laptop okay now we've kind of found out over time now hunter biden's laptop has a lot of secrets in it but the hookers the blow don't bother me okay i mean bill clinton smoking a cigar and sticking it places that he shouldn't stick it doesn't bother me okay that's just moral
1: that's a person that's a personal issue
0: right i mean and
1: and presidents and politicians have done far worse
0: yeah morally Kennedy, kennedy was known for his philandering i mean And I'm sure there's plenty of conservatives that have their fair share of skeletons. But let's go back to what is it that's a problem? Is the sitting president of the United States, or I mean, sitting president of the vice president of the United States, in cohorts cohorts with his son to make money, are making side deals with the Chinese and Ukrainians, and then
1: what was that second one again?
0: ukrainians
1: is this the same <laughs> yes. group of people that we continue Zelensky, to send Zelensky. millions of dollars to is that the same people oh, yeah. or, or is this a different group be of nice of to have a special
0: to investigate this issue yeah but they're getting away with it in front of the whole world and no one's putting any brakes on them no one's trying to stop hey, it where, where does billions
1: of dollars wh- where does that money come from is, is that from like <laughs> me and
0: oh you whole, and everybody else's
1: cr- list so it's hold on <laughs> let me make sure I'm, I'm tying everything together here money's being sent people in authoritative positions are getting that money back is that what's going on I thought this yeah. was for a war. I thought we're protecting the Ukrainian people. Isn't that what you know that what? is?
0: I look back at Watergate and I look at now. You know what the big difference is, Brent? Is our, the media? Uh, we, no, the American people. The American people now are so inundated with crap, like Barbie. Like, you know, I mean, the social media what's madonna doing right now on instagram i mean this tension span of our generation is three seconds back okay. in the 70s too much it's too I mean, much they had these on the t that this was on tv in the mornings during soap opera time where most women would freak out i mean these hearings were broadcast on all the th- on the major yeah. networks I so mean, let me they- ask this yeah
1: do you think in the 70s American citizens had a stronger voice to what happens in government than what happens today. And do you think that the politicians that represent people listen more to the voices of the people that they represent than they do today?
0: Well, I think some of the same shenanigans occurred behind closed doors back then, but they didn't have – now it's just right out in the open. They don't care. I mean – that's the big difference. Politicians know the American public aren't gonna, isn't going to hold anybody accountable. The closest we've seen that is the BLM riot, and then it turned out to be there was a lot of hidden agendas in that. And then we find out that the BLM organizers were living the party life. I mean, it all. I mean, reality is different than what we might think. But it takes a lot now to get people fired up enough to protest or get out there. This. But- Bud Light protest is the closest thing I've seen on the right where we've actually seen anything happen on a level that causes probably consequences. Even, right. Even back in the seventies, yeah. I think that would have been more an economic boycott of some sort would have been more convincing than even, I mean, Watergate was a kind of like a showbiz for the Democrats even then, but so it was effective. Am, it, it am I wrong policies.
1: in saying And obviously, politicians have been crooked
0: since since the first
1: presidency and stuff. However, am I incorrect in saying that the situations that happened with Nixon stepping down is the first time where Americans did not trust wholeheartedly a president? Because it seems like from that point on, people changed their perception of a president. We had Ford... It really didn't do much at all. We had Carter who got hammered by people, who was shown oh. as being weak and blah blah blah. We had Reagan that came in, who was like a strong force and you know, got things done. However, he had a lot of distrust from his policy. So I it's always been there that like yes, as politicians, blah blah blah. But I feel like that with the resignation of a president, that's when it then began of you know what, our president's Aren't mm. trustworthy either.
0: Well, I think there's always been some distrust of authority, even you know before the Civil War occurred. I think the war of the,
1: aggression, northern aggression.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think though that the American public itself, though, I mean, if you look at how we get our news, I mean, back then it was just print, right? and, and right. certain very few people controlled pretty much everything in terms of what you consumed as a reader and so unless you knew those people firsthand and were in those uh smoke-filled back rooms and knew what was being discussed you really didn't know what was going on as an i mean right. you're more worried about putting food on the table it was literally difficult back then to survive and so, yeah politics was just something that happened on during the election i mean they were very on top of the news they did get, from what I understand, you know, it was discussed. I mean, there wasn't a lot of, I mean, there wasn't, I mean, you, you didn't really care what, you know, shirt someone was wearing or what, what country someone was partying in back then. It was more about serious things. But then, you well, know, the, as we the got- news
1: had to be accurate. And then, you yeah. know, as we d- discussed on other podcasts. Well-
0: well, well, not really. There was a lot of was passed. Back when T- Teddy Roosevelt was president, back in the early 1900s, there was talking about muckrakers. Have you heard that term before? Yellow yeah. journalism. I mean, it, it's been something that intentional stories are written that are false to libel someone and to destroy. Their However,
1: yeah. at that time, if you were proven to be false with your news, sure. you were stripped of your credentials.
0: Or you could, yeah, or you, you would end up You were silenced. bankrupt. Yeah, you're yeah. bankrupt. Yeah, no but then in the papers.
1: 80s, in the late 80s, a law was passed that basically said, you know what? The news does not have to report the truth. They can report things however they feel it is. And that's where things went fucking crazy. Well,
0: well yeah, I think what you were talking about is during the World War II, there was a lot of trust
1: in the government. Was was 100% I mean, the, trust in the government.
0: Yeah, there, you had Didn't to, question FDR and his, right. his weekly... You questioned the government,
1: side. you were questioning your patriotism.
0: Exactly. And it, I mean, almost to the point where it was a little ridiculous how much we trusted the government, because I'm sure they were lying to us back then, too.
1: Yeah, like, how do we know <laughs> that the Pearl Harbor story of, you know, we just had the, the Japanese ambassador in here, and he informed us that there was going to be no war, and then the very next day, there's the bombing of Pearl Harbor... Do we really know that that's true? I mean, that's what we've been taught, yeah. that's what has gone on in history. That's how we justify entering into the war. Mhm. I mean, you know. Well, I, I And if like I brought this, that up in the 40s, boy, I would be shut down very quickly. If I brought it up with my parents, I would be shut down very quickly.
0: I think the thing that irritates me is I I it was the press. The press was always there to Keep an eye on government so that government doesn't lose its bearing. In other words, it was kind of like one of those uh, control measures to keep government from running amok. And it's the way for the people to, you know, put a a damper on runaway government. Well, I, I thought during the 70s, and even though it was one sided to a certain extent, the 70s, the 80s, probably the early 90s, I felt like the even though the press was le- le- leaned left, and, and and my dad and I still had problems back then with a lot of people in the press, the reality is they were much more aggressive at going after both sides. And then more something of changed. Something changed after Clinton, and then all these info news outlets, you know, There's showed money. up. Right. Look, and the everything the, got the
1: news gone. is going. To dictate the news based off of where the most money's coming from, mm-hmm. that is a hundred percent true.
0: Well, and, and maybe that's what's going on right now. That's why they're up so much after Trump. He did something to upset the Apple car, and uh, I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of Trump myself. He's a narcissist. He's a dick. I, I I think he he could be a complete ass. I I think he's kind of a cancer in some ways to the Republican Party. But they're too chicken to judge to jettison because, I mean, let's be honest. There's a lot of voters out there that would be upset if the Republican Party threw Trump to the side. So they put up with it. My worry, I
1: I think the appeal to Trump. Is he speaks up? First of all, I I agree with what you're saying. I I never voted for Trump, for the record. I never voted for Biden either. I haven't voted for a Republican or Democrat in the last five elections. But I think that the appeal to Trump is that he is perceived and does a very good job of a perception of that he cares about America first. The things that he speaks out about, you know, issuing trade embargoes in America's best interests, the border in America's best interests. And a lot of people look at that as being brash, cocky American, but he put American people first, say what you want, but his policy is to put Americans first.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: it pissed off a lot of the money that is being brought in from overseas into politicians pockets.
0: Well, Um, you're not even talking about the biggest threat is to the, and Eisenhower talked about it on his way out, is the military-industrial complex. True. He was closing bases like crazy, foreign bases like crazy.
1: Name of um, war he, we were in with Trump.
0: Yeah. He brought I he mean, brought
1: more troops home.
0: Yeah. You he <laughs> he, he, he talked about, I mean, this is something the left has wanted for eons. Let's demilitarize yeah. America. He actually starts doing it, and now they've been – I mean, the uh, people on the left are as stupid as people on the right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put it – I mean, and they can have all the college degrees they want, but they're idiots. They've completely got sucked into this whole thing now, and now they're, they've bought a hook, line, and sinker, and this whole Ukraine thing is a good example. We're pouring – Billions and billions, hundreds of billions of dollars into this stupid war, without any type of—I mean, we don't know where all Go these ahead. things, money's going.
1: Yeah. There's no justification. There's no verification. There, yeah, there verification is, nothing is on this.
0: what I was looking for. That was a good word. Yeah. Yeah. And, what, and who's winning? It looks like the Russians are. I mean, all this money, and we can't even—we're running out of ammunition and. Ammunitions ourselves for our own artillery and our own military putting us at risk with the hey, chinese hey
1: but i'm gonna say the president of ukraine's wife with her new boob job looks fantastic
0: oh well, i'm sure we she really that. does
1: i'm very glad that we did that in the defense of the Ukraine. did you get people. a chance
0: to look at them yet i have not Brent. so i'm
1: <laughs> spectacular i,
0: I want to see where my money is invested
1: <laughs> okay so so let me ask this and in, in closing then
0: Yeah,
1: I think that everybody listening, no matter what side you lean on, can admit that our country is broken. It's a mess. Have we gone too far now to fix it? And if we can fix it, I have some suggestions on how to fix it. I I think two things are term limits for congressmen and senators.
0: I I think that the
1: other thing is the outlawing of lobbyists and the influence into the pockets of politicians.
0: You know, what's funny is McCain and Feinstein, both one's Republican, one's Democrat. Or was it McCain-Lieberman? I can't remember. This this is a good example, Brent. That happened back in the mid-2000s. And McCain even voted against his own bill Pardon. because he got he's got his feathers ruffled over something else and uh, we had an opportunity, we had a chance to do exactly what you're talking about, take the PAC money out and, and then it's, uh, okay, so here's what my dad's still holding on to and I don't know how realistic this is. There is a way to change the Constitution through the states. They have to vote for a What's it called? The Constitutional Convention, and there are a certain number of states that have voted for this, but we're still like six or four or five states short of it being Look, a possibility. But the state legislatures even get states to do it. We can't get
1: states to vote on stopping the time change.
0: I know, man. I know. Let alone. So, well, the scary thing is, it's getting worse. Though, I mean, you've it got is. it yeah, is getting worse. As far as what they call low-information voters, even though there's more information available, we retain and remember less and less. Does a vote matter, though? Yeah. We
1: know that there's been voting interference. If you think that there has not on both sides, not just the Democratic side, on the Republican side also, if you honestly feel that that is, you're very skewed. Uh Does my vote, does Carl's vote, do our listeners' votes matter? If every single person in this country voted for one politician, does that matter?
0: Yeah, it depends on the state you're living in and who's running the show. But, yeah, it doesn't really matter.
1: That's the sad thing, and that is the scary, honest truth that I refused to believe for years. But... Mm -hmm. I honestly cannot deny that anymore because I have been a firm believer. We've talked about this many times that two parties cannot run a country, that there has to be a third party that steps in. And that has never happened And people's fear of, well, you know what, if I don't vote for the Republican, then the Democrats are going to run. And I had thought, you know what, that's why we're getting in this mess, because people are voting in a way – to keep the oh. other party from missing. Yeah. So if you voted for that third party, then that wouldn't happen. But I'm not now confident that that philosophy works anymore.
0: Well, my dad and I just had this conversation. and He, he was like, well, if, if DeSantis doesn't win the nomination, you're saying you're not going to vote for Trump. And I'm like, no. And he said, why? And I said, because you're going to be voting for Biden in that case. No, I said, I'm going to be voting for a third party person. He says, but you're still voting for Biden. And I said, I know what you're referring to. And I know why you're saying that. I said, I fundamentally disagree with that because the founding fathers never intended there to be only two parties.
1: They didn't intend any parties to happen. Thomas Jefferson yeah. is on record saying that the collapse of a government would be based off of political parties.
0: Right. And what lo- what did we do? That's exactly what we did.
1: Right. And so, then we... So if, if according to your father, if one-third of all the people vote for one candidate that is not Republican or Democrat, and a third vote for a Democrat, and a third vote for a Republican, the Democrat's going to win?
0: No. He's based on current situation, current reality. No, know,
1: but that's what yeah. I'm, that's current reality. The if, Democrat if, would win if a third of the co- co- country votes for, or if half the country votes for a third party and then one quarter vote for a Democrat and one quarter vote for a Republican, the Democrat's going to win, even though more votes went towards the third party.
0: I think part of the problem is we have a winner takes all uh, system. Where if you look at a parliamentary system, you can actually, the, the, their constitutions require there to be some sort of agreement between, you know, so you see like a labor party and a conservative group get together uh, to form a government. I'm almost tempted to suggest that's one area that the, the founding fathers failed us. Because it's a winner takes all, you, you know, you have to have enough votes you can't use someone else's votes to win an election or to take power. I but think, it isn't yeah. a
1: winner-take-all. It's then well, falls it is. into
0: Well, the... winner or, or fabricate enough votes to take all. I mean... Well,
1: well, we've seen in the past that the president who got the most votes did not win because it's then based off of...
0: Well, yeah. I mean, in this case, too, if you decided to do that, there's a lot of people that live on the coast that will dictate the election every single time right. and the red states will not have any say in the government. And so, yeah. which
1: that system works because you take all the population of California and you take all the population of New York that's greater than the population of the midwest. But those two states should not dictate what 13 well, other states with equal population have. It should be equal based off the contingency of a state, of an area.
0: That's well, the purpose the, of it. Even with the current... The Electoral Democrats College. Have, well, even with the current popular vote totals, it's still not that much different. I mean, no. you've got, it's like 53 to 47, 52, 48, you know, with, or 51, 48 with 1%, 2% right. going independent. That's why I think a parliamentary system would work a little bit better because then you would be forced to work with people maybe you normally wouldn't want to work with. And then you could see things happen that, I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm just disenfranchised with the two-party system in our government right now. It's not working. It's it's not working. I can agree with that. People that know how to manipulate it constantly. Take
1: away mail-in votes, too.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's a joke. That's just turned into a disaster.
1: If you cannot go to a public... Voting poll, you shouldn't vote. That's, I'm sorry, that's oh, just it, the it, way that it is. The voting should be done inside of our country, at your assigned political post. Go in and vote. None of this overseas I, mailing on votes. You know what? If you're living overseas, take a flight into the United States to vote if it's that important to you.
0: I mean, they have they have shown video of people going in multiple times, dropping off ballots in certain cities, certain border states where, you know, it's very close. And, and of course you get denial on the Democrat side. You can't prove it. There's nothing going on. And it's just like, how can you say that? Well, we have video proof that you guys are cheating and it's like, well, you can't prove it's a systematic or systemic issue on the left. And like, maybe that's true. Maybe that is the case, but, man, Democrats are so used to cheating that now they just naturally cheat. If you're a Democrat, you get your Democrat card from the party. Now they give you a manual on how to cheat and and how to get extra votes in. I mean, okay, maybe that's not Biden pushing the cheating, but the reality is there's a lot of cheating going on. And I'm sure it happens on the right, too. But, I mean, what's the worst you get if you get caught? I don't know. Uh, do you know? I mean, prison zones?
1: Well, I mean, a fine. apparently nothing. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, we, we've seen in Pennsylvania that it was proven that there was, you know, yeah. things going on that were illegal in, as far as voting fraud. But anyway, nothing has been done.
0: I'm I just not looking forward to 2024. So it's a little early <laughs> to get too much into that. But, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll say all we need is one thing. A, a, a more unbiased press corps that will go after both sides that doesn't line up on a conservative press or a left-leaning press, but they look at it as, "Hey, we're the watchdogs of the democracy of the republic." I, I wish journalism schools would start teaching that way, and maybe one of the answers is to for cause, you know for people who don't like the current system to get more involved in their school boards get more involved in the college curriculum that's being taught nationwide. I'm not sure on that level how to get involved on that level, but you can get all involved on the local side. How many of us on this podcast have actually been who are listening? Be honest with, be honest. I want to see it. it, Make a comment on our podcast. If you have, I, I would be surprised if more or one or two of us have been actually to a school board meeting. I haven't. Right. I sit here and bitch about it, but I haven't. And you know what? I need to start going to those meetings. And
1: you, first of all, you're 100% right. And to answer the question that I asked earlier, is our system broken? Can it be fixed? It actually does begin at the local level. If you want mm-hmm. to change the way that our country is going, you begin at the local level with your city representatives. And then you go into your state representatives. And then from there, you go into the country. If you yeah. want to change, you people need to stop voting based off of a party. Look at every candidate and their beliefs and what they are talking about. And if you honestly feel that direction, if it happened to be a Democrat, vote for that person. Vote for mm-hmm. the person that aligns with what you believe. Now, obviously, you're not going to have 100%, but... If Canada A has 65% of the things that you believe in and Canada B has 42% of what you believe in, vote for the 65%, no matter what party they're in. If they were Democrat, if they're Republican, if they're Green Party, if they're Libertarian, if they're Independent, it doesn't matter. Change government at your local level with even something as simple as a school board. Because we, as American citizens, can control the local government. And from there, it branches
0: out. And don't put yourself in a position where you set these parameters up. There's no way I will vote for this person. I mean, like Robert F. Kennedy is a good example. Um, He's a Democrat.
1: I like a lot of the stuff that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. says. Uh, I will be honest with you.
0: I do, too. (laughs) And and if it came down to it, a choice between Donald Trump, egomaniac, Joe Biden, liar and cheat, and Robert F. Kennedy, I'd have to go there. I I feel like he has more integrity than the other two guys. Now, do I align with his
1: policies more than those two people also?
0: But based on Trump's performance, without all the rhetoric and BS from his mouth... It's a lot of the choices Trump made as president I actually w- was happy with. So there's you know right. I, it would be between Robert F Kennedy and Trump but I don't think Trump's going to be the candidate to be honest. I don't, I don't think, think Robert it, F
1: Kennedy Jr is going to be allowed to even be revol- uh-huh. they won't even let him debate Biden. Well
0: Bi- Biden's going to be the candidate is not Biden won't be the candidate. I think Newsom's going to be the candidate. This is my early prediction. Oh, Newsom. Lord,
1: right.
0: Yeah, and I don't know who the Republican is <laughs> going to be.
1: Lord Jesus.
0: I know. That's what we're going to be dealing with. Well, you know,
1: (laughs) look, Newsom's done such a fantastic job being governor of California. We've seen how much their economy has increased over these last years that he's been governor. We've seen the growth in the state of California. Wait, hold on. That that hasn't happened, has it?
0: It's shrinking. California
1: is the fastest shrinking state population and business-wise. California has – wait, hold on. California has more businesses leaving than any other state? Than oh, any other state debt,
0: combined? Dude. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the debt. I mean, would let's, you – first... make this guy run the country. <laughs> Governor, Governor Newsom, can you explain what's happening in San Francisco? Why Why are all the Walgreens and CBS's – Well, Florida is outlining
1: no abortions. Uh, wait, though, we, we didn't ask – that we asked about your state well california is creating a false job hold on wait, wait can you just answer our question that we asked
0: well but someone said that uh, michelle obama might be running and uh, that would be interesting michael uh, obama yeah sorry she's, she's got man hands man i think her hands are bigger than mine so yeah
1: that adams apple
0: i think she might be the first what do they call them? Trans candidates. Oh, I gonna get in trouble for that one. Anyway. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, anyway, we'll talk about that when that gets closer. I, I have a feeling it's going to be, it's just going to be a,
1: ugly. Uh, I hate election time. I hate all the crap. I hate the debates. Even during the Trump debates, it's, it's embarrassing. It's, you know, I, if you look at my post during that time when he was running for president, I continually put out there, I can't believe that this is what we have to choose from. And it is, it's the same group of shit. Yeah. And, and it's like, your pile of shit has the least amount of flies flying over it.
0: Do you like red colored or do you like blue colored? Prefer yeah. which one do you want.
1: <laughs> it's just.
0: That's terrible. But anyway. Like you said, Brent, I do like that message. And you guys, if you don't like what's going on, and we're now at the age where, you know, everybody complains that old people vote, old people are more engaged. Well, if you haven't yet, start getting engaged. Start making yeah. a difference on the local level. You can yep. make a difference. And that's where don't your vote Don't just bitch counts. about it on
1: Facebook. Don't just bitch about yeah. it on Twitter.
0: Don't let everybody make it, else run Talk to
1: your show. local representative. Yeah. Go f- make a phone call to your local representative. I don't like this. I don't like that. This is what I want. Do that. And then oh, my, you can bitch all you want on Facebook.
0: My my dad does that up in Idaho. The the governor of that state, he knows my dad's name because he calls him almost every day. Uh and he doesn't like Good for the governor. Him. Yeah. Good for they him. Go, "Oh, this is Kent Kristen again." Okay. <laughs> they know make your voice heard yeah it, it it does have an effect eventually on these guys they're human beings just like us they're and i here's one thing and i'm sorry there might be a conspiracy of a few bankers and a few powerful people in this world but right. most of these politicians aren't part of that payroll most of it is social how do they look on social media how do they peers look at them. How are they perceived? Where's the money coming from? See, that's really where you need to understand with politicians, where they get their marching orders. It's the people that are paying their campaign bills, so they can continue to get that paycheck and that nice retirement from Congress. So if you want to create term
1: limits, that eliminates that.
0: Yeah, it does. But until we get that, the only way you combat that is get involved locally and try to change that conversation locally where they look bad if they go against the grain and they don't support what's going on at home. And eventually you will make a difference. I mean, it's hard work. I mean, it's not something you can have a three second attention span or fire off a couple, uh, Instagram or Facebook posts. Most people don't realize what we put on Facebook bitching about the election is doing nothing. It's not convincing anyone to change their vote. It's not changing the politician's opinion on what they're going to vote for in Congress. It's doing nothing. It's until you actually talk to them or their staff, or you create some sort of buzz on the local level that's scaring them. That's going to get their attention. That's when things change. do
1: hey, and don't, apparently and don't, though, it could it could bring the FBI to your door at six a.m. in the and
0: morning. Yeah, as you say, <laughs> you can throw out slogans <laughs> like "Go Brandon." Be responsible. I mean, I mean, this old guy, I do think that we need to find out what really happened. But until we do and we know exactly what happened, I mean, I I think just be responsible. Don't do something that's going to put you in jail or get you shot. And I think we all know what that means. (laughs) So, anyway, hey, it's been a great podcast, bro. So, really had fun with you today. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And listeners, recommend us to your friends you know we appreciate all of you we appreciate all of your opinions and your comments keep them coming and i hope we're you know helping make a little change each and every time That's all we ask
0: hey and leave a comment this one tell us what you're gonna do take some action i'm gonna i'm gonna challenge some of you are listening the three or four that are listening to our podcast (laughs) <laughs> jump on Spotify. There's a little section that says, there's a comment section, leave a comment about what you're going to do. What's the, are you going to go to a school board meeting? Are you going to go to just a local county meeting or the local town that you're in the township you're in, go to a meeting, let your voice be heard. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Thanks guys.
1: Thanks for listening to three dad bods and make sure to catch their past episodes on Spotify, Apple and Google or wherever you get your podcasts and make sure and leave a comment to help stroke their fragile egos.